Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan presents Stokely and Zach. and popping tomorrow. Yeah, where is that at? Uh, is it down in Broomfield? It, no, it's a uh, uh, Belco Theater in Denver. Okay. So my son is all sorts of fired up, man. All Patrol. All, Paw yep. Patrol. All right, all right. No job too those big, days. no pup too small. There you go. <laughs> I remember those days. The Wiggles and... Oh, yeah, they were huge we back do. in the day. Yeah, yeah, we used to go to all that stuff. We did Disney Flat on Ice. Over. And you know what they do? They schedule like three shows. You got a you know, 10 o'clock show, you got a 2 o'clock show. And then I'm um, like... And then I'm like that dad at the Disney on Ice who's like, dude, like got his calculator out, like doing numbers. Like how, how much is this operation pulling in per city per weekend? You know what yeah. I'm saying? And it's always packed. <laughs> always packed. But then you got the merchandise you on top You got the merch it. that's oh, like yeah, they, the price point's like nineteen ninety nine. kids begging for it. You already got a Woody doll, but this right. one's a different size. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing. They are raking in. Uh, it really is. But money maker. Good. That'll be fun. It, I, it yeah. will be. It yeah. will be, man. That'll be fun. I, um. During the break, before we get to I'm where the... I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those. It's one of those. I enjoyed it while it lasts. Good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's in the past now. Um, before we get into where the bar should be set offensively for Sean Payton um, and this uh, Broncos offense, I'm looking forward to this conversation because pulled the numbers here from the last seven years and, you know, where should this stack up to compare to where we've been? Talk about that in just a second. Two things. Speaking of Sean Payton, when the, when the news was announced, you tweeted S. Payton, FLG, like, let's freaking go, like, bunch of exclamation LFG. points. LFG. What did I say? FLG. Oh, sorry. That's okay. LFG. It, yeah. Uh, it, it, could, it could go that way, too. Could. Could. You could do that, FLG. Could. Yeah, right? Uh, no, FLG. Yeah, that's what I, yeah, yeah. LFG is what it is. Are you confused right yeah, now? Yeah, I am. It's LFG. LFG. You yeah. said FLG. Oh, I'm sorry. You oh. said FLG, which I said it could be. It, it, could. it could be. It could. Right? It could, it could be that. Could. So it's all good. Um, but you tweeted Wait, this. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. You tweeted this. Guess who retweeted it? Who? Guess who shared it to all his followers? Sean F. Payton. Yeah, <laughs> baby. How cool is that? Yeah! The new coach of Denver Broncos is retweeting <laughs> Stokely. Oh, I love it. That's I didn't realize cool. that. Yeah, uh, you didn't realize it. He did, no. it. he did it two days ago. I'm like, hey, right. how cool is that? Because I didn't realize it till Raj sent it to us last night. But if you don't click on it, it just looks like your tweet. Yeah. So I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize that. Um, I did. I did. Uh, and a lot of people didn't realize. Like, why'd you do S. Dot Peyton? Right. And 
and why didn't you just do Sean? Like, why'd you do S. Payton? And it was like kind of a, a, a deal for like, you remember Jay Z, S. Oh, Carter? Y- y'all must try right. harder. Yes. Competition is not a. Right, exactly. Yeah. So that's why I did it, kind of like S. Payton, yes. S. Carter, right? S. Some people got it, some people didn't. Um, but uh, so that's why I did it. But yeah, no, that's really cool. I, that's, that's really cool. cool. Yeah. Really cool. I'm, I'm fired up about it. Um, just him being here. I just, I just think Broncos country should be too. And that's really cool. You don't really see usually head coaches doing stuff like that. No. He's kind of heavily involved in Twitter. We'll see what it looks like during the season. I'm sure take a, maybe a little bit of a, um, a step yeah. back there, but really, really cool. Uh, I told you, I've interacted with Sean Payton a few times, and they've all been Can you remind me great. in which instances you, you well, had? I took a visit there in 07. That's right, that's right. Me and my dad drove up uh, right down I-10, I-10 West. Shout out. Over to Bayou. Shout to out. To New Orleans. and uh, Loyal a, to the soil. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> had a day visit there, um, which was really cool. Got to meet with Sean and Mickey Loomis and... Um, so did that, and so that's when I first met him. And then I ran into him at the Super Bowl in Indianapolis with my son. They had a big zip line thing, mm-hmm. and um, we were going to do the zip line thing. And uh, you met the weight requirement, huh? For the okay. Oh no, my man. Because the tension on it. Yeah, but yeah. I, I thought it was for the kids. Okay, okay. yeah. Sorry. No, this was a cool high tech type of thing, right? <laughs> And uh, he was coming down, and uh, we were getting our gear on. And I was like, ah, oh, Sean Payton. So um, talked to him for a bit there. And uh, so, yeah, so I've had, I've had a few different really ones. Really cool. Uh, yeah, no, no, really cool. And, um, and that, but that's been, that's been really it. Okay. Maybe we'll get him on at some point here on the show. Well, hopefully we can get him during the, the presser. That'd be great. Like we did with Vic. That'd be great. Um, do we have anybody? Have we done anybody else for the pressers? That- um. No, but no, but you and I did get a one-on-one with Vance Joseph, if you remember, at the Senior Bowl. At the Senior Bowl, That's good memory. Right. I literally right. recorded it on my uh, a recording app on my cell phone. Yeah, so we, I remember we, we had a late night the night before. That's what I do <laughs> oh remember God. about that. I don't remember anything about that. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. my gosh, <laughs> that was. That was a lot. Yeah. That was a lot. So, uh, okay, so we did that with Vance. I ended up in a broom closet at, like, the Yes, you did. Reading a book. (laughs) Books. Like, you're like, I found these books in the closet over there. I'm like, dude, I'm out of this place. I got to go. in the morning. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. But we did Vance and we did Vic. We never did uh, Hacky. It wasn't, I don't think, around long enough to ever meet up anywhere outside of the initial presser, which didn't even happen because I think it was still COVID restrictions and stuff. Is that honest okay. with you. Okay. So hopefully we have a real press conference here where we can, you know, get Sean Payton on for a little bit. Hopefully it's during our show. Yeah, that'd be great. Because we did it with Vic. We were doing our show live yes. from over there. Yep. So hopefully that's the case here. We'll see uh, what that looks like. Um, the other thing really quick uh, before we dive into this conversation of what the offense uh, should look like. During the last break, Drew came in here, Drew Spivak. Am I saying that last name right? Yeah, Spivak. Um, he came in here and said, hey, a NBA superstar just demanded a trade. So we, our wheels started turning. We're like, hold on, don't tell us, don't tell us. Kind of going through some names. Nets star guard Kyrie Irving asked to be traded. Told the franchise today ahead of Thursday's deadline, so there's less than a week to do it. Kyrie, um, look, I mean, look at how long the article is on 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 uh, ESPN.com. 
it's literally a sentence long. I don't think I've ever seen that before. So they just want wow. to throw something up on the website immediately, but they don't understand the context of everything right, right. now. Don't have the details. So if you click on the article, it's literally a sentence long. It looks very unusual. Um, Kyrie had been surrounded by a bunch of noise that he creates for himself earlier in the season. He gets in trouble. He gets suspended indefinitely for you know racist stuff that he said, anti-Semitic stuff. Um, he comes back, but since he's come back, he really hasn't made a peep. It's just basketball. He only wants to talk about basketball. The Nets started to play um, a little bit better, although I don't you know like track the Nets on a you know night to night basis. Um, they've had some you know good moments here. They've won two of their last three or whatever. Um, I have no idea what a landing spot looks like for Kyrie, but he's in a contract year, and I don't know what the heck. I I, I don't know. I but if if I, just to get out ahead of this, if anything, Kyrie. Denver Nuggets related topic of conversation. I know how close the Nuggets are to a championship. That will be a road I would not want to go down. I just would not want to go down. I know it'll be floated out there at some point. You know, Bones could be on the move, and I think we'll be on the move. We'll have that conversation later. But you I wouldn't just, want to go down that road. No, sir. Um, no, sir. Why? Um, well, one, I think his best days are uh, behind him. Let's just start there, you know, from a basketball standpoint. Okay, but I'll, but you say that, and, and I got my thoughts on, on the whole thing also that I want to share. Uh, but uh, So you say that, but, like, who cares about his best days? Like, we're not looking for three years from now. You're just looking at the next three months, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's sure. it. The next three months. Go ahead. Um, right? uh, yep, yep. I think he's uh, super ball dominant just by nature, has always been that way. The Nuggets already have uh, a, a – I don't want to say ball dominant because that seems like it's a negative connotation, but Jokic needs the basketball. He's the sun. Everyone else orbits. And Kyrie is not a planet that orbits. He is sort of his sun, you know, um, and I just don't think it'd be a fit. Jamal is coming around really, I mean, playing really well, Stoke. So I I just, and then you think of some of the, the commotion that Bones has caused, even in the last, like, couple weeks from a friction standpoint, tension standpoint, culture, locker room standpoint, and I think the Nuggets are a model right now, and they're so close. And I just would fear that you'd be trying to go in for this mega move, and it'd be putting ink in a clear cup of water right now. And I just, for all those reasons, I would just sort of bristle at that. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. I, I don't like him personally. I think he's a racist and a bad guy. So um, that's where it starts for me. So I'm out on. <clears throat> excuse me. I'm out on him. And. Um, and, and for the reasons you said, it, it's it's always something with him. Yeah, it is. Always something. It is. It's like they, the, the Nets are, well, I don't know what the record is, but it seems like they're playing pretty well right now with Kevin Durant out. And he caused all kind of drama and trouble for the Nets early in the season when he was, you know, being anti-Semitic and um, making all those comments. And so he, it's just always something yep. with him. Yep. He's a different dude, weird dude. And I don't flat out, I just don't like the guy. So I wouldn't want to put him with this group here because I think it's combustible and he's going to blow it up and it's going to backfire. The Nets are 11 games over 500 and would be hosting a first round series in Brooklyn. Yeah, I mean, but that's now a four seed right now. And now I want to trade. But this sort of, this sort of exemplifies Kyrie. Yep. Kyrie's about Kyrie. And that's that. So, okay, who knows where he'll end up. Wow, that, uh, that just got interesting. NBA, man, that league. Okay, uh, let's talk about uh, Sean Payton and the expectations for this Denver Broncos offense here. Stoke, the offense, man, when you really take a dive into how bad it's been, 
for a half a decade and counting now. In 2022, the Broncos averaged 17 points a game. And the only reason the Broncos got it up to that number is how they finished the season scoring 31 against the Chargers and 24 against the Chiefs in the last two games. Prior to that, Broncos were averaging like, and maybe it was before the Chiefs game when they scored 28 in that loss, they were averaging 14 points a game. They ended up averaging 16.9. It was dead last in the NFL. Worst offense in the league. In 2021, they're the 23rd ranked offense, averaging 19 points a game. In 2020, they were the 28th ranked offense, averaging 20 points a game. In 2019, 28th ranked offense, averaged 17 points a game. In 2018, 24th ranked offense, averaging 20 points a game. 2017, they were the 27th ranked offense, averaging 18 points a game. You could go back to 2016. The first year without Peyton, it was Trevor, 22nd ranked offense, just under 21 points a game, and that's the best it's been here in six years. So if I were to just recap, I just gave you a whole bunch of numbers, the league ranking for the last six years, 32nd, 23rd, 28th, 28th, 24th, 27th, 22nd. You have to go back to the Super Bowl season with Peyton Manning, the last time the Broncos were inside a top 20 scoring offense in the NFL. Okay. Uh, well, we're hoping and expecting it to be much better this year. How much? I, I'm not sure. You know, 32nd last year at 16.9. Can't get worse. Can't can't get worse than 32nd, right? Nope. nope. Not a league of 32. Right. That's it. It's as far as you can go. What would you be happy with? Next year, like where would you say, okay, we're moving in the right direction? Same thing we're talking about with Russ. Like, we're not looking like, oh, fifth, you know, averaging 28, 29 points a game. I mean, that's kind of, if it is, it's great, but like, that's, you know, fantasy land there. What, what, where would you be like, okay, this thing's moving in the right direction. Russ might, must be playing better. And now we can say, okay, man, we feel good about. Yeah, 2024. In terms of league rank or points per game? Yeah, just give me just give me both. Sure. Um, what would I be happy with? As a baseline, as a baseline, you have to be the best offense since 2016. The best offense since 2016 averaged 20.8. Okay. All right. So you so let's start there, but that's not where I'm gonna finish. I'll say um, average 23 points a game and be ranked the 16th best offense in the NFL. Okay, I like that. I was going to say average 22. So right around there, I think, would be, look, I mean, we average 16.9, 17 points a game. That's unbelievable. So, you know, you're talking about, you know, a couple more field goals. Uh, that, that would be a nice jump and a nice move in the right direction. And if you do that, you know, you're a probably an 8-9-1 football team. With this defense, you know, so I, um, I'm i with you. I'm with you there. That that would be a, a, a nice first step forward for this football team, for this football team offensively, that hopefully, okay, we are optimistic about the following year and, and maybe adding some more pieces. We got a first-round pick finally, and now we can do some work, hopefully in free agency also, and kind of start, you know, building something here. But you just don't want to be – Go from you know sixteen point nine points per game this year to you know eighteen point two. Give me yeah, a little bit right, more than right, that. Right, right. Twenty two, twenty three. That would be a good step forward. 
if if any coach can get this offense out of the prehistoric era, it's Sean Payton. Because in his 15 seasons as head coach of the Saints, Sean Payton's teams have averaged 27.6 points per game over a 15-year sample. That's the highest point-per-game average for any coach in the Super Bowl, Super Bowl era, minimum of, of 40 games. That's from ESPN Stats and Info. So what you have is the league's worst offense with a coach that over a 15-year period had the league's number one offense. If it can ever happen with Russell Wilson, it's got to happen this year with Sean Payton. Yeah, and if not, they'll move on. And they'll be done with Russell Wilson, and we'll be looking for a new quarterback. We'll be looking for our next Drew Brees. And, you know, I could I could get excited about that. Listen, Sean Payton, find us a quarterback. Right? Y'all found Drew Brees. Go find us a quarterback now. The 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 you know, obviously you'll be hamstrung a little bit by by the salary cap, but go find us one in the draft. Under the radar type of guy. You found Drew Brees. He was coming off this horrific shoulder injury, and obviously that worked out really well with his health and uh, so I, I could get optimistic about that and like, hey, okay, it might be a couple more years here, uh, but we're, we're we're finally slowly moving in the right direction. Let's get us a young quarterback here, and Sean Payton is leading that um, is leading that charge there. So, uh, look, if it's not this year with Russ, it's just not going to be here, right? And I that to me is actually kind of comforting. Yes. Right. We're not stuck. Our our owners aren't saying, and we're speculating here, mm-hmm. we don't know this for a fact, but our owners aren't saying, hey, no, I'm paying them a lot of money. Like, we're, we, like we guarantee this guy 160-something, 61, 62 million dollars, mm-hmm. and we're going to have to pay that regardless if he's on the team or not. We're not cutting him. I mean, that's, I don't see them doing that. If they, if they told Sean Payton that, he wouldn't be here. Right. They're, they're like, right. hey, if, if you decide he wants to go, guess what? He goes. And I think um, that was probably the conversation between ownership and Sean Payton. And, hey, that's great. Russ has got to earn it to stay here. Yep. It's not because we committed a lot of money to him, which I think is great. Um, and, and we'll see. Hopefully, Russ plays well enough to be here. That's best-case scenario. That is. Best-case scenario by that far. Is. It is. It is. And I know a lot of people, um, and, and and, you know, I'm also going to throw half myself in here. Like, in the back of my head, do I really believe that Russell Wilson is going to turn into old Russell Wilson? No, I don't. Do I think he can be 85% of that? Huh? Yeah. Huh? What's 85% of 40 touchdowns a couple seasons ago? Like, do I think he can get there? I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't think so. If you pin me down right now, now, I hadn't seen it with a, someone, with a coach like Sean Payton, but... Just from what I saw this past year, it was just so discouraging. But it is still best-case scenario, to your point. If Russell can turn a corner, and even if it can be here uh, for the next two years, it'll be better than another disaster. What if it's just game manager, Russ? Well, it's not just all about the stats. Like, okay, he threw 40 touchdowns three years ago. No, hey, it's a – how many touchdowns did he throw this year? (sighs) Oh, no. 16. 16. Okay, so it is a season like this. And how many interceptions? I think it was like 11 or 12. All right, so it's a 23-24 touchdown season. 11 picks, yeah, 16 and 11. Okay, 24 touchdown passing, 
and he has five interceptions. And the Broncos are, you know, eight, nine, one football team. What? Why? You said 23 and five? Yeah. I mean, like, so, yeah, so yeah, yeah. more of a game, like, it's not 40 touchdowns. Russ isn't lighting the world on fire, but he's doing a great job of taking care of the football. Maybe it's 23 and seven, but yeah, he's doing yeah, a great yeah, no. job of taking care of the football. He doesn't throw a ton of touchdowns. It's a reasonable touchdown number, I guess. I don't have the numbers. And then, uh, but Arsa, 20 touchdown in a five interception season. He's more of a game manager, but he's doing a really good job of it. He's using his legs, and, you know, it's nothing special. He's not he's not averaging 300 yards a game through the air. Um, but he's winning some games, yeah. and it looks much better. Um, I think we'd all be ecstatic about that. I'd sign up for it right now. Yeah. If you said tw- 23 and 7, I'd sign up for 20, it. 20 and 7. Stoke, that's uh, that you're still approaching three to one touchdown right. to interception ratio. I'd sign up for it right now. Yeah. We just saw sixteen and eleven. Sixteen and eleven. That sounds like Aaron Gordon through three quarters. Ooh, I, I, like that should not be your touchdown total. Um, especially if you're Russ coming off a season like sixteen and eleven. Aaron Gordon <laughs> through three quarters. I said. I know. Really, Aaron Gordon's had a great year. No, he has. Should be an all star. One time I bet on over rebounds, and he, he, he fell <laughs> just did nothing. Yeah, he you know, grab a rebound. That is a high rebound number for him. His, his more like I yeah. think he averaged maybe seven or yeah. eight rebounds. Yeah, because the number was like six and a half. Yeah, I was like, okay, let me, yeah. let me take, let me, let me. Take. He actually, I'll say this: he, I took an L for the athlete he is, and for the size he is, and for the strength that he possesses. He actually is an underwhelming rebounder. Yes. All things considered. Yes, all exactly. things considered. I mean, he's a great athlete. He, he can jump out of the gym. Yep. And it really, you really think he would be averaging, you know, close to 9, 10 rebounds a game. Yeah. And he's actually never been that guy, um, which is something we, we've talked about actually on the Miles hashtag grinding. Wow. Look at you. Um, I signed up for 20 and 7 from Russell Wilson, right stinking now. And I don't need to see any more than that for any of his duration here. Like, my, my visions of grandeur of him, you know, winning an MVP. I think we both, maybe yeah. me and Russ, maybe shared that. Um, it's just gone. I just, I just think it's gone. Well, uh, do you think Russ would sign up for that? Say, 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 not twenty and seven. I, you know, because I don't, I don't want to undersell it too much, right? You know, I don't want to. Okay, hey, you know, throw eighteen touchdowns. Look, he's still Russell Wilson. I mean, we're paying you a ton of money. I do expect to see you go out there and deal a little bit. You're not a rookie. So, do you think Russ would take twenty three and seven? Hell no! Right? No way! <laughs> no. No. He's no. going. He's, he's thinking thirties. Yeah. He's thinking thirties. Yeah, he is. Which I don't. I don't know. I mean, do you, do you not like that? Do you like that? Do you think that's a good thing? I think it's a good thing. I want him to be competitive. I want him to be great. But I but also I want, want him to be realistic. Right. Exactly. But I don't want. I also don't want a quarterback coming into the season checked out and just being like, um, "I'm just a. I'm. A, I'm just going to game manage." I, it's got to be somewhere in between. And that's why I'm just thank goodness Sean Payton's here. Yeah. So how about this? Will Russell Wilson in any season as a Denver Bronco over under twenty five and a half touchdowns in any singular season? Hmm. I mean, this could be his last season if he doesn't do it. It could be. So, you know, if he has another season like he just had, this is going to be it. 25 and a half? Mm-hmm. 17 games? That's a really low number for 17 games in Russell Wilson with a Sean Payton-led. But I'm still I'm not going to move it. I'm not going to move it. No, I I, I know. Um, but money's I, coming in on the under. We're st- right. The books still aren't moving it. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm saying under. 
I'm saying under, but also I'm looking at the Sean Payton effect here, and hopefully that gets over. But if it wasn't for Sean Payton, if we just got, I don't know, whoever to be our head coach, I'm probably like under, under, under. But with Sean, you can scheme it up. I think so. I think you can scheme it up for Russ, hopefully. Uh, but right now, I would um, I'd lean more towards the under. And, he, he, you know, Sean Payton said, hey, we got to run the football. I mean, he said that, you know, we need a good running game. So, you know, I don't, I don't think we're going to see the ball being thrown all around the yard. I, I don't think that's the approach. So glad you said that. Are you? Because the Broncos are going to need to address a position this offseason that may have not immediately come to mind when thinking about team needs. That's next. Listening to Stokely and Zach on Denver's Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. The Broncos are going to need to address a position this offseason that may not immediately come to mind when thinking about team needs. Now, there are a lot of team needs, and I'm not saying this is at the very top of the list, but the Broncos are going to need to address the running back position this offseason. Yes, yes, you're right. Um, We really love Javante Williams, but he's coming off an ACL, uh, and we don't know what he'll look like this year. Uh, Levante Murray? Try again. Latavius Murray. Mm-hmm. Latavius Murray loved what we saw from him this year when he came into the fold. He was really, really good. And he was with Sean Payton in New Orleans, right? That's right. Uh, so, but but he's a good role player. I mean, he, you, you don't want him being your feature back. Look, this year's loaded in free agency with running backs. There, there's a ton of them. You can always find some in the draft. We don't have a lot of draft picks. So, yes, you have got to find, uh, you got to address the running back position free agent running backs this offseason Saquon Barkley and by the way we we don't know who's going to get you know tagged yet but these are uh, right now free agents this offseason Saquon Barkley Kareem Hunt Rashad Penny uh, Josh Jacobs Mark Ingram Raheem Mostert Dante Foreman from Carolina. We saw him up close. Deontay. Deontay Foreman. Yeah, I like him. Boston Scott from Philly. Yeah. Mike Boone. We know him. Unfortunately, man, that that one just never materialized. No, uh, it just didn't. When he got a chance, he couldn't stay healthy. Right. He just could not stay healthy, unfortunately. So that was a bummer because he couldn't stay healthy. I think the guy can play. And it's a really good back, but he just couldn't stay healthy. Every time he got on the field, he got hurt. Yeah. Samaj okay. P. Ryan, Ronald Jones, Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders, anytime touchdown scorer next weekend. Yeah, a lot, a lot of guys. Yeah, a lot of guys. A lot, lot, of, lot of availability out there. Then you have the draft, too. Well, you, you know, I don't see the Broncos paying a lot of money, but you don't have to pay a lot of money for that position right now. You don't have to commit 
Um, you can find second, third tier guys that you can get really cheap. And whether it's like a Rashard Penny, and you're taking a chance on a guy that's been injured a lot, but you're not committing a lot of money to him. When he's healthy, he's really good. And you're keeping your fingers crossed he can stay healthy. There's a ton of candidates there, there to really help is. you out. But you're right. You, you, you're going to have to make sure you're not in the position that you were this year. And now you can't always do everything because sometimes you're just unlucky. You, know, you had a lot of injuries. But you need better depth there this year. You need better depth. And it all started with Melvin Gordon. Still can't believe it. That's where it started. It started with the, the oh, you know how many you know how many big plays oh. Melvin Gordon ran for for the Broncos this year? Big One. plays uh, defined by um, uh, ESPN.com as a rush for twenty yards none, or more. None, zero, none. Latavius Murray walked in the scene off the street. You know how many he had? How many? Five. Yeah. I can't, I cannot believe I. Not going to do it here on Friday, but yeah, you are. I, I, I just I just don't know why they would bring him back. So stupid, just so bad. And it wasn't like he was a great teammate. No, no. Pouting with Jerry Judy oh, on the sidelines. Yeah, yeah. Venting. Latavius goes for a first down. Remember they flashed to yeah. Gordon. He's shaking his head. No, can't believe this is happening. Why am I not on the field? Fumble after fumble after fumble in key situations. Four fumbles in ten games. It's insane. Now he's uh, what practice squad with the Chiefs, right? Yeah. Does he get a ring if they win next yeah. weekend? Yeah. Goodness gracious. <laughs> They're not going to win. I didn't share this with you. Yep. No. Monday morning, the day after the championship games, Monday morning, Eagles money line. Yeah. Max bet. Max bet. Max bet. I like it. Biggest bet of uh, the year for me. Wow. Yep. I like that. I like it. Uh, uh, excuse me. KC is banged up football team. I think Mahomes in that ankle is, is still going to be an issue. I've had high ankles and uh, sprains, and, and you know, they, they'll feel better. And then you go out there and you just do a little cut. And you saw it this past Sunday. A little cut on it the wrong way, and there it is again. Yep. Boom. And when he doesn't have the mobility, it's not the same. It's and not. they were losing receivers left and right. It's uh, and, and, and Mahomes, I, I love that. I love that bet. Uh, Mahomes' mobility, it doesn't get lauded the same way as Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson. His mobility is as essential to him as it is to those guys. It just manifests itself different. He doesn't take off and run. He's mobile to create more space and angles so he can be – Use his arm again. And more time. Yeah. To buy himself more time right. for his guys to get open. Right. Kelsey, you know, continuing yep. to work. So when he doesn't have that, he's he's not quite the same. Obviously, he can still get it done. They got it done against Cincy. Uh, but the the Eagles are a different, different animal they there. Are. Especially with their front. That front they can get after <sighs> you. Fletcher Cox. Oh, my Sam gosh. Reddick. Oh. I mean, they got some dudes. They got I, some dudes. I'm getting a flashback. Now, now I think it's going to be a little bit more competitive competitive than this i'm thinking of two years ago and what the dynamic was with the bucks defense getting after the chiefs offensive line and mahomes running six miles all around yeah but now he can't run the same right that ankle will pop up as a factor at some point i'm with you yes um another thing i'm looking at and i'm just going off on a little tangent here um i think the playbook is going to be fully open for jalen hurts on the ground yeah why wouldn't it be let's go right super bowl uh, he's had that banged up shoulder mm-hmm. a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a Super Bowl. You're all in. You're right. Pushing all your chips in the middle there. 
Uh, It'll be like 49 and a half yards. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, the rushing. Yeah. I I, I am. You got your salt, <sighs> then you got your p- 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 pepper. And I'm going to be peppering the hell out of that thing. Last game, man. All Gosh. out, dude. All out. It's, it's a, a bummer, Bowl. though. No, I know. Just, oh, I know. It's I know. just like our last game. I just remember when this thing started. Yeah. And we transitioned to XFL, which were. Yeah. Yeah. USFL, too, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Right? We got them all now. Arena's coming back. Arena is coming doing? back. What are we doing? Would you Would you ever be open to an arena team here in Denver? Well, no. Like, for what? To go. To, to go watch? Yeah. No. Why? I'm not wasting. That's a waste of time. To, for me, it's a waste of time. And I think it's, you know, you, they used to have a good arena team. I think an arena used to be a popular yeah, it was. thing. It was. But nowadays, more than ever, when you have that mobile device and you have so much at your disposal with streaming and stuff like that, you're not going to go watch subpar football. It's just not going to do it. Maybe a little bit every once in a while, but for the most part, um, you're just not going to do it. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to be sustainable. I don't think so. It was successful for a long time. Yeah. But- and they are in certain NFL markets, right? Because I think the, the the first reaction is like, why would I go to an arena game when the Broncos play here? But they were in Philly. They were in, uh, I believe they were in Atlanta. So they found places that NFL markets exist, and they were able to have success. But I think it's the most successful and resonates the most in smaller, medium-sized markets that don't have a football team, like my hometown of Albany, New York. Right. They had the Firebirds, Albany Firebirds, Stokely. The arena in downtown Albany is maybe like 5,000 less than the ball arena. It's a d- decent size or whatever, maybe 14,000, something like that. It's sell it out. Yeah. They freaking sell it out, and it was live football that was. That's what you're going to have to do, something like that. Uh, but Go to San Antonio, go to Birmingham, Yeah, you know, Oklahoma City. But okay. when you, in big cities with, you know, NFL teams and basketball teams and stuff like that, you're. It just it's I think it's just hard for people, you know, they only have so many resources and so much time really right, right. on your hand to like, oh, Rena Lee tonight? Nah, I'm good. Okay. This year, what took place at the senior bowl may be more important this cycle for the Broncos than in years past. And we're gonna talk about what we need to know what happened this past week in Mobile with a guy who was there coming up next. And Zach on Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan. Alright, we're gonna be checking in with our guy that was down at the senior bowl. Who we got? Cease? Got Cease the D's. Cease! How we doing, buddy? Yo, I just got back from the Shrine game and the Senior Bowl. I know it's not Paw Patrol on ice or whatever you go see, Zach, but, like, dude, I'm going to sound like the old lady from This Is 40, but don't blink. Don't blink because my kids are older, so for them it was backyardigans on ice or whatever. So, like, yeah, dude, soak it all in. Those are great times. No doubt. Appreciate that. Backyard again. <laughs> Love the backyard again. Love him. Love Pablo. Yeah. Uh, and we got Ming Ming. Talk. <laughs> look at you. I'm like, look <laughs> at you. Um, Cecil, so there was a lot going on this week. If you could just go ahead and break down the last. Has it been two weeks that you've been out on the road here? It's been a week. Okay. I was in six different states in six days. Wow. 
Yeah, so it's been crazy. It's been wild, but it's been very fruitful, as it always is. Every single year, 17 years in a row now, I've made it to the Shrine Game wow. and to the Senior Bowl. And just to be able to do this trip every single year, it's very I, – I feel a lot of gratitude for it. Sure. Um, because you, you get to see these players. I mean, this is where I fell in love with Tariq Woolen last year, right? And I couldn't shut up about the guy. I still can't shut up about him. It took me five seconds to bring him up on this call. But, like, these are the times – when you see these guys at the biggest moments in their lives, when they're at the biggest job interview that they're ever going to have on their way to the NFL. I remember talking to Brock Purdy last year at the Shrine Bowl, and they have like a player's lounge for us in the media. It's absolutely fantastic. So you're just kind of hanging out in this room with players, and they bring different players in. So Brock Purdy's just hanging out with us, media types, and he's like, yeah, that's probably the last thing I'll ever do, football-related. And the dude played in the NFC Championship. So, you know, you, you get to see these young players, these bright hopes, maybe hopes that will be dashed. I mean, it's just such a monumental point in these players' lives and these journeys for these teams. And there's so much talent to be found. And I think the talent at the Shrine is getting better. Uh, and it's going to rival the Senior Bowl very soon. So, like, that's exciting. Like, it's just, it's my favorite time of year. People have been calling it Cecil season. <laughs> And I'll take that because it is Cecil season. It's my favorite time. <laughs> I, I love it. Cecil, could you fairly argue that because the Broncos don't have, you know, the picks that say like the Philadelphia Eagles do, you got six picks, right? You don't pick till right. the third round. Could you argue that because the Broncos are in the situation that they're in this draft cycle, that stuff like the Senior Bowl, the Shrine game, these prospects, it's actually more important than ever? Yeah, it's absolutely most important than ever. And I think this is George Payton's. He's drafting for his job. I can't tell you right now if George Payton has a job come May 1st or whatever the day after the draft is because that's when scouts and front office people are fired. Unfortunately, it's like, hey, can you do a bunch of work for us and now can you leave? So George Payton, and if he had done a better job last year, getting a Tariq Woolen, getting a Zay Pacheco on day three, by the way, rounds five through seven, four through seven, excuse me, like you, you would be more secure in your job. I talked about it yesterday. Like, hey, hey you've got to be as secure as possible because you're drafting for your job and you don't have a first rounder, don't have a second rounder. And I'm not going to fall over myself for George Payton because he found Pat Sertan. Everyone knew Pat Sertan was a can't miss prospect. He was one of three that year that were can't miss. So I look at it and I go, okay, your bread is going to be won by two things. One, you got to find a quarterback. Two, you got to hit stars, not just solid players. You know what I mean? Like Damari Mathis, like, yeah, he's solid, but Tariq Wollin led the league in interceptions, right? Isaiah Pacheco started for the Chiefs for half the year. You must find these guys. George Payton, it is on you, man, because this team won't have all the money to go out and get every free agent. By the way, free agency is not an answer for a lot of these question marks on the Broncos, specifically on the offensive line. You have to find the talent via the draft, and you're going to start on that Friday in the third round. Everyone's already picked a couple, three times already, so you're going to have to find value picks, and that's where these games senior and trying mean more than ever for George Payton this year. See, so do you have a few names for me that uh, that you've seen over the last couple of weeks that you think might be a perfect fit for the Denver Broncos? Yeah, what do you want, baby? What do you want? Give me a position. I can get you anything you want oh. in this draft. You want offensive line? You want defensive line? You want wide receivers? Stokes always think about wide receivers, right? Yeah, always playmakers, playmakers. <laughs> uh, yeah, who, yeah, give me whatever you got. Whatever you got, okay. uh, let me have it. How about this on the defensive line? Because we don't know the future of Draymond Jones. Right. I like a Keon White, the kid from Georgia Tech. He is just disruptive as all get out. I, I said cantankerous. 
is the first note that I had on him from the senior bowl practice. This dude is just disruptive from that defensive line position, reminding me of a young Draymond Jones and a player that I saw and had him as my top 50 in my top 50. My number 50 player exactly was Draymond Jones. So I kind of got Draymond vibes from Keon White. I look at the offensive line, break Blake Freeling, excuse me, from BYU. 6'7 tackle, which always isn't great because they have trouble, you know, bending to get the smaller rushers. But I thought Blake Freeland had a really good job. Uh, it did a really good job during the week of practice, showing balance, showing the ability to catch the second move. Guys will always get the first move. Can you double that up when they go to that second move? He showed well in team drills, also in the pit. And I got I got to bring it up, not just for DMAC either, but uh, Cody Mock, North Dakota State. This would be... Like, if Quinn Miners had the belly, right? Oh, he's got the belly. What if Quinn Miners didn't have two front teeth and was better, by the way? Because Cody Mock is better than Quinn Miners. Quinn Miners, of course, Wisconsin Whitewater, so I'm at the Senior Bowl. Cody Mock, North Dakota State, was a tackle. He's not going to play tackle in the pros. He's going to play interior offensive line. Look good at center. Look good at guard, much like we saw how Quinn Miners impressed and kind of solidified his stock there in the third round. Cody Mock is one of these players going to be around that third-round spot that's going to be versatile on the interior offensive line. And if you're the Broncos, who knows what happens with Reisner? I think you have a problem at center. Miners at right guard, fine. But you can find a better player on the interior in Cody Mock. So Cody Mock doesn't have teeth? He doesn't have front teeth. The guy no knocked out in a junior high basketball okay. game. Look him up. M-A-U-C-H. Cody uh-huh. Mock. Love it. And, and he just never got him replaced. That's just awesome. his look. Love it. So, he's like a that fits super an offensive happy lineman. go lucky type of guy. Like, yes, man, exactly the perfect offensive lineman. Wow, I'm looking at him right now, and it's the <laughs> two most front teeth. Like it's yes, it's it's, yes. it's the two most front teeth. Um, Cecil Lammy with us on the Johnson Auto Plaza Hotline. Um, Cecil, tight end. The Broncos yes. drafted the position this past year. Greg Dulcich took him in the third round out of UCLA. But I don't think anyone that follows this team closely thinks the Broncos are complete there. This is a class. This is a class um, that, and I haven't taken a deep, deep dive into this thing uh, the way that you have. Um, but I know this class is is deep with tight ends. Is this yeah. is this a position that the Broncos uh, could draft? One thousand percent. And I could make the argument that the tight ends that I saw at the Senior Bowl are all better than Greg Dulcich. And that's no knock on Greg Dulcich. He's a fine player. He still can't block. He's still not going to be able to stay healthy. I, I mean, his body type just isn't built like that. Until he gets more rocked up, you're going to see nagging injuries for Greg Dulcich. That's just what's going to happen. He's the greatest ever, what I have to say. But, like, no, you have to look at everything logically. And logically, I can't trust Greg Dulcich. I'm happy when he's healthy, but I'd rather go get a Luke Musgrave, right? Uh, Oregon State tight end. Yes, he's Billy Moose's nephew. So you look at that situation, you go, okay, there's the playmaker. I think he was the fastest tight end to be recorded in Senior Bowl history. And I know they haven't been doing the zebra technology thing, but for about five years. But during those five years, I've seen some pretty good tight ends at the Senior Bowl. And so I look, immediately my eyes went to Luke Musgrave as a player that you know, you should be considering if you're the Denver Broncos. And, yes, tight end, it's a little bit more of a luxury pick than you want because you have so many other needs, offensive line, pass rusher. That's exactly where I'm going to be focusing if I'm the Denver Broncos. But, yes, the Senior Bowl with some fantastic tight ends. For me, my favorite was Luke Musgrave. And I know that Mace, uh, he was talking about tight ends, too, as well. So right. Just real quick yeah, before yeah. you go, is there a late-round quarterback that you've seen that you like? 
Mm, Aiden O'Connell, I would guess maybe you saw him down at the Shrine Bowl. Um, there are some that say maybe he could be, you know, among the best when all is said and done. But I saw Jaron Hall from BYU at the Senior Bowl. Super excited. I've talked to him. I think I brought him up with you guys. I saw him in person. I'm like, oh, no, nope, he can't play. <laughs> like, sorry. Like, there's, 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 you know, interesting skills because he's short and he's athletic. And he's got a big arm. But, man, alive, he was so nervous that first day. Calmed down a little bit the second day. So, if I were to say one late run, there's no Brock Purdy. There's no Skylar Thompson. Again, George Pate making a mistake last year, baby. You, could, you couldn't afford it. So, now I guess Aiden O'Connell would be uh, the call. Okay. All right, Cease. Great stuff as always. Looking forward to you. Uh, uh, looking forward to you joining us on a more regular basis here, walking us up to the draft and uh, telling all our listeners what they need to know. And um, you have yourself a great weekend, man. Rest up. Thanks, Cease. All right, be good, fellas. All right, there you go, Cease Lammy doing his uh, annual tour around the country, six states in six days. Whew. Wow, grinding. I love. Yeah. Uh, you can see his work at DenverSports.com. Okay, the writing is officially on the wall for one of Denver's rising stars who already has one foot out the door. That's next.